Welcome to the Essence of Health Tea Time Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shayla Toombs-Withers. As a double board certified family and obesity medicine physician with over 12 years of experience in medicine, I teach motivated individuals how to achieve their desired quality of life while preventing and reversing chronic diseases. It's tea time. Have you noticed a number of gluten-free foods on the shelf at your local grocery store? Have you tried any of these gluten-free food items? On today's episode, I'll be spilling the tea on gluten-free. Over the past several years, gluten-free food items have appeared in every grocery store, on several restaurant menus, and even at your local coffee shop. So let's chat about gluten. What is it? Why is it important? And why are more people needing gluten-free food and drink options? So gluten is a type of protein that is naturally occurring in foods containing wheat, barley, and rye. Because gluten occurs in these particular food products, it can affect many of the foods you may eat that also contain these particular ingredients. Some common food products that likely contain gluten are bread, pasta, cereal, flour, milk, soups, sauces like gravy, for instance, since it's made predominantly of flour, and beer, since it contains many of the grains that I mentioned. In a May 2019 article published in the journal Nutrients, the authors found that 44% of people who buy gluten-free food do it for reasons other than any kind of disorder of gluten sensitivity, and that 65% of people believe that a gluten-free diet was generally healthier. The majority of individuals are not gluten intolerant. So I always find it interesting that the gluten-free diet is being touted as a form of a weight loss plan. But we'll dive more into this particular topic in just a moment. First, let's start with some additional definitions. So it's important to know that gluten intolerance is different from actual celiac disease. Celiac disease is an autoimmune disease that affects the digestive system. People who have celiac disease actually cannot tolerate gluten and can become severely ill by consuming gluten. For individuals with celiac disease, when they consume foods containing gluten, their immune system attacks the lining of their small intestine, affecting the body's ability to absorb the necessary nutrients it needs from food. Over time, Celiac disease can increase one's risk for the development of other autoimmune disorders like type 1 diabetes, multiple sclerosis or MS, an itchy skin rash called dermatitis or pediformis, anemia, osteoporosis, infertility and miscarriages, neurological conditions like epilepsy and migraines, shortened stature, height, heart disease, and intestinal cancers. Celiac disease is hereditary, and you may be more so at an increased risk for celiac disease if you have a first-degree family member, like a parent, sibling, or child with celiac disease. You may also be at an increased risk for celiac disease if you're white, have European ancestry, have a chromosomal disorder such as Turner syndrome, Williams syndrome, or Down syndrome have another autoimmune disease such as type 1 diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, 
microscopic colitis or Addison's disease. Or if you were assigned female at birth, you may be at an increased risk for celiac disease. Keep in mind that celiac disease can develop at any age after people start consuming gluten. One of the challenges of celiac disease is that an individual can present with a variety of multiple symptoms that may mimic a lot of other digestive conditions. Over 200 symptoms have been linked to celiac disease. Now, I certainly won't be naming all 200 potential symptoms, but some symptoms include abdominal bloating, chronic recurrent abdominal pain, mood changes, including anxiety and depression, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or ADHD, and learning disabilities, brain fog and memory issues, chronic diarrhea, chronic constipation, chronic fatigue, chronic headaches, iron deficiency anemia, generalized irritability, chronic nausea and vomiting, bone disorders, malnutrition, weight loss, itchy, blistery skin rashes, chronic joint pain, irregular menstrual cycles, and more. As you can see here, some of these symptoms are also similar in other gastrointestinal disorders like irritable bowel syndrome, inflammatory bowel disease, and lactose intolerance. So sometimes these symptoms get confused and hence the problem with self-diagnoses. Celiac disease can be diagnosed with proper lab testing of your blood, and it can also be diagnosed by biopsy or by testing done on a small tissue sample of your small intestine to check for damage to the lining of this area of your body. It is important to obtain a diagnosis and begin treatment as soon as possible if an individual is having symptoms so that they may be able to avoid the potential complications of other disorders that we previously discussed. Studies show that more than 2 million Americans have been diagnosed with celiac disease. And other studies show that as many as one in every 133 Americans may have it and just haven't been diagnosed yet. So that's celiac disease. Yes, it is a serious health condition, but it's not quite as common as popular culture may have you think. If you're frustrated with your weight, taking more medications than you'd like to, have been told that you are at risk for the development of a chronic preventable disease, or just are not feeling in the best of health, then I'm talking to you. Why? Because you're tired of fat dieting. You know it's time for a change and you want a sustainable plan to improve your health. If you have found yourself at this place in life, well, I have developed a program that's just for you. It's called The Essence of Health and it's your prescription for transformation. My goal with this program is to give you the tools needed to create sustainable lifestyle changes within a group coaching setting, along with one-to-one individualized coaching to give you a personalized path to health that's just for you. The benefits are priceless, so join today. Head on over to eohcoaching.com to learn more. The essence of health is in you. Some other individuals may have an actual gluten intolerance, but not have an actual celiac disease. This is also termed non-celiac gluten sensitivity. With this health condition, 
an individual may have some of the symptoms of celiac disease. However, they don't have the severity of symptoms as in an individual with celiac disease. And they also don't have the risk of complications as our celiac disease counterparts. There is no test for non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So this is typically determined after one tries an elimination diet. Now, one word of caution here. If there is concern that you may actually have celiac disease and you are in the process of having this diagnosis explored by your doctor, don't take it upon yourself to completely stop all gluten as this can actually make the testing for celiac disease inaccurate. So before making any dietary changes, always consult with your personal doctor. Now, for those who may truly have a non-celiac gluten sensitivity, and certainly for those with celiac disease, a gluten-free way of eating is recommended, not a diet, meaning this won't be a temporary change of eating to get a quick fix. This will need to be lifelong, sustainable change in your eating habits. So how does one eat gluten-free? I really want you to get this tea that gluten-free does not mean carbohydrate-free and gluten-free is not keto. I think this is where a lot of confusion comes into play within the popular diet culture. While a gluten-free diet does exclude any foods containing gluten for very important reasons as we discussed, there are still many healthful foods that don't contain gluten but are good sources of carbohydrates, including fruits, vegetables, fish, eggs, and lean meats, if these foods aren't causing other health issues for you. Healthful carbohydrates like beans, potatoes, and rice can still be consumed with the gluten-free way of eating. There are a number of processed gluten-free products on the market, but I do caution you to limit your intake of processed foods. As with the concern for processed foods in general, including high amounts of sugar, salt, and oil, gluten-free processed foods can also contain these ingredients and actually do more harm than good to your health. If you do not have celiac disease and do not have a true gluten sensitivity, then I would not recommend you cut gluten out of your diet as you would be placing your body at risk of missing out on the vital nutrients contained within whole grain foods, fiber and micronutrients. Whole grains are helpful for regulating blood sugar and preventing insulin spikes that lead to insulin resistance. Whole grains are helpful in lowering cholesterol. Whole grains are helpful in gut health and reducing risk of other gastrointestinal disorders. And whole grains can reduce one's risk for heart disease and diabetes. Whole grains also contain essential B vitamins, minerals, and iron necessary for our overall health and wellness. Some healthy gluten-free foods can include oats, potatoes, brown rice, white rice and wild rice, soy, almond flour, amaranth, quinoa, buckwheat, coconut flour, corn, millet, pea flour, or bean flour. For those individuals with severe gluten sensitivity and or celiac disease, be a careful label reader as some foods can be cross-contaminated with gluten products and cause these particular individuals to become ill. Beyond food products, gluten may also be found sometimes in other products like vitamins and supplements, medications, hair and skin products, 
toothpaste, and lip balm. The take-home point here is that for those with celiac disease or those with a non-celiac gluten sensitivity, choosing healthy foods that don't contain gluten will be very important to your overall health and long-term wellness. For those who don't have these health conditions, the key thing for you to remember is that a gluten-free label doesn't necessarily make a food healthy and that a gluten-free way of eating shouldn't be seen as a diet and weight loss tool, but more of a health tool for those with a health condition and require this form of treatment. Now, let's move into our Ask the Expert segment of the podcast. Today's Ask the Expert question is, does having a wheat allergy mean that you have celiac disease? This is a great question after all of the discussion we just had regarding how to avoid gluten for those with celiac disease. So let me get you this loose leaf wheat-free tea. Wheat allergies are similar to other forms of food and environmental allergies. Wheat allergies develop when the body's immune system becomes too sensitive and overreacts to something in the environment, in this case wheat, causing a flare-up of symptoms. As with most allergies, you are at an increased risk for developing an allergy to wheat if you come from a family in which allergies or allergic diseases like asthma or eczema are common, or if both of your parents have allergies. Wheat allergy symptoms can't appear like hay fever symptoms, including one developing symptoms of highs and other skin rashes, nausea, stomach cramps, indigestion, vomiting or diarrhea, stuffy or runny nose, sneezing, headaches, asthma, and less commonly, symptoms of anaphylaxis, which is actually a life-threatening reaction that can impair breathing and send the body into shock. If you are experiencing symptoms like this frequently, then you should see an allergy specialist to determine if you have a wheat allergy or some other allergy or health condition that may be causing these symptoms. Wheat is found in a variety of foods and is one of eight allergens with specific labeling requirements under the Food Allergen Labeling and Consumer Protection Act of 2004. This law requires that manufacturers of packaged food products sold in the United States that contain wheat as an ingredient must include the presence of wheat in clear language on their ingredient label. Now, Having a wheat allergy does not mean that you have celiac disease. Wheat is just one form of gluten. As you may recall, that gluten is also found in barley and rye. Also, the symptoms of wheat allergy more so resemble hay fever versus the more severe symptoms of celiac disease, which can cause dysfunction in multiple other areas of the body. Also, a gluten intolerance is not considered to be an allergy. And as we discussed, an individual with the potential risk for celiac disease would need evaluation for a gastrointestinal disorder. Your health and your family's health is important. So don't try guessing what health condition you may or may not have. Always seek out a proper evaluation from your doctor. Thank you for joining me today on the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss a moment of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Check out the show notes to obtain your free tips for healthy living guide to get you started on your health and wellness path. Follow me on social media 
at Essence of Health Wellness Clinic on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and at dr.tw at eohwc on TikTok. Interested in becoming a member of the Essence of Health Coaching Program? Well, head on over to www.eohcoaching.com. The Essence of Health is in you. Oh,